He sent forth his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Psalm 107 verse 20. The message you're about to hear is a straightforward, down-to-earth and insightful teaching by Lady Reverend Adelaide Heward-Mills. Lady Reverend Adelaide serves under her husband, Bishop Dag Heward-Mills, as a pastor at the Lighthouse Chapel International. Lady Reverend Adelaide is a handmaiden of God and is privileged to have been used by God to pastor and to speak the Word of God, both nationally and internationally, to all ages and gender. She has a plethora of messages on many issues, experiences, and situations of life from God's perspective. Get ready to be transformed as you listen to this message by God's anointed handmaiden, Lady Reverend Adelaide Heward-Mills. This morning, it's a blessing that we are here. Amen. And we are grateful to God that our first lady is in the house. Amen. Great blessing, great honor that we have her. She is a very graceful and gracious woman. Amen. She carries grace with her. She is very um, attractive in the sense that people gather around her. She's a gatherer and not a scatterer. May you be a gatherer and not a scatterer. Amen. She's a joy to be around. She's somebody who takes, no matter how serious an issue is, she's able to lighten the atmosphere and make you feel at ease and at home. And she is a, I've known her for so many years. I knew her since 1980. And then we became classmates in 1982. And I used to teach her in class. As you know already, so she passed the exam. But ever since I got to know her, she's a woman of the word. She loves the word. And she, she checks the word. I tell you. We used to, many, many years ago, we used to have parties organized. She used to organize parties in her home. Long before she even went to university, she organized parties in her home for people of her age and for parties for outreach. Outreach, so winning parties. And when people come in, they're drinking Fanta and then they'll preach to them and they'll get saved. She has been born again since the age of maybe nine or so. So she, she was almost born again from the mother's womb. And she's been preaching and sharing the word. And great, great blessing. So it was a blessing that our bishop met her. Or rather she met our bishop. Okay, let me put it rightly. The blessing that she met our bishop. Amen. And two people who love the word met together. And so the word is explosive. We are honored today to receive the ministry of my mother, my friend, our mother, and our gifted minister, the First Lady of Lada Chapel International, Lady Reverend Adelaide Heward Mills. Come on, give her a clap and a shout. our eyes and pray ask God to let his word fall on good soil in your heart ask God to minister to you what is his will for you this morning Father I pray 
for the anointing and the grace to preach your word. Help me to speak as of the oracles of God and to your people. Let the word of God bring light into our lives. Let darkness in every area of our lives be chased out. Thank you that the entrance of your word brings light. I submit myself to your will, to your grace, and to your mercy. Thank you for utterance in Jesus' name. Amen. Please take your seats. Happy Mother's Day to all of us. And um, I always say that a mother is not necessarily somebody who has biologically given birth to somebody. But somebody who is productive and can produce another person, not only biologically, but in many different ways. Sometimes when that is said, people think you are just trying to say something conciliatory. I mean, just to console people. But the Bible talks about different kinds of mothers. When Rebecca was married and she was leaving, her brothers gave her a blessing. And they said you should be, she should become the mother of a thousand and millions. Naturally, nobody can give birth to a thousand and to a million. But supernaturally, it is possible. And the Bible says about Deborah, Deborah said, I arose as a mother in Israel. The Bible talked about Sarah, God coming to Sarah and saying, from today, your name will not be Sarai, your name will be Sarah. Because Sarai means princess. That means a blessing just for yourself. But I'm changing your destiny and your vision. And therefore, your name shall be Sarah, which means mother of princess. Amen. And... If we go strictly by the, how do you say it, mechanical approach to interpretation, I'm sorry, I have to show that I, I learned a bit of law, but if you are mechanically interpreting it, you would say that, ah, but Sarah had only one child, but God's anointing and grace on her gave her the grace to be the mother of many princes, Amen. And when Rebecca was pregnant and she went to inquire of the Lord, the Bible says, the Lord said to her that two nations are in your womb, not a pair of twins, not two boys, but two nations are in your womb. So it shows that a mother can even give birth to nations. Amen. So I salute all of you mothers. Some of you have poured your lives into other people more than even any biological mother could do. So God bless you. Some of you have sold your cloth to look after your children and to bring them through. God bless you. When we go to the courts, we go to the family courts, they are replete with cases of fathers who don't look after their children. But when you look at the statistics, it's difficult for a mother to turn her back on her child. So we salute every type of mother this morning. Happy Mother's Day. But um, before I go into what I have to speak about, which is very short, because a power that be is here to make sure that I keep within the rules. That's Bishop Zaki. I would like to just show you a clip. 
for a few minutes. Can we roll? Just give me one second. Thank sure. you. Sorry. Uh huh. Hey. Hi. Two minutes. Thank you. Hi. Good afternoon. Sorry about hey, that. Hey, Hi, nice Hi. to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Have you ever done one of these interviews uh, over the camera before? No. Well, let me tell you a little bit about the job to get started with. It's not just um, a job. It's sort of probably the most important job. Uh, the title that we have going right now is Director of Operations, but it's really kind of so much more than that. Responsibilities and requirements are, are really quite extensive. Uh, first category for the requirements would be mobility. This job requires that you must be able to work standing up most or really all of the time, uh, constantly on your feet, constantly bending over, constantly exerting yourself, a high level of stamina. Uh, uh okay. That's a lot. For how many, like, for how many hours? Uh, 135 hours to unlimited hours a week. It's basically 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'm sure you'll have a chance from time to time to maybe just sit down here and there, yeah? Uh, you mean like a break? Yeah. Uh, no, there are no breaks available. Is, is that even legal? Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Okay, yeah. so like no lunch? You can or... have lunch, but only when the associate is done eating their lunch. Uh... I think that's a little intense. No. no not possible. That's crazy. Now, this position requires excellent negotiation and interpersonal skills. We're really looking for someone that might have a degree in uh, medicine, in finance, and the culinary arts. You must be able to wear several hats. Associate needs constant attention. Sometimes they have to stay up with an associate throughout the night. Being able to work in a chaotic environment, if you, if you had a life, we'd ask you to sort of give that life up. No vacations. In fact, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and holidays, the workload is going to go up, and we demand that with, with a happy disposition. Uh, that's almost cruel. <laughs> that's almost a, a very, very sick, twisted joke. But when there's time to sleep or... Oh, no time to sleep. Yeah, all-encompassing, all almost. That's exactly right. 365 days a year? Yes. No, that's, that's inhumane. That's, that's very insane. The meaningful connections that you make and the, the feeling that you get from really helping your associate are immeasurable. Also, let's cover the salary. The position is going to pay absolutely nothing. Excuse me? No. Nobody's doing that for free. Yeah, pro bono. <laughs> Completely for free. No! What if I told you there's someone that actually currently uh, holds this position right now? Billions of people, actually. Who? Moms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Moms. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh! <laughs> And they meet every requirement, oh, don't wow. they? Oh my god. Moms are the best. Yeah, there's no pay. They're 24 hours. They're always there. Now I'm thinking about my mom. Yeah, and what are you thinking about her? I'm thinking about all those nights and everything. Thank you so much for everything you do. I know it doesn't seem like I appreciate all of it, but I definitely do. So, Mom, I want to say thank you for everything that you've done. I love you very much. You've been there through thick and thin. My mom is just awesome. She's awesome. Hallelujah. We've never thought of it as under such conditions. But when they brought it to a, a formal place, the people said, no, nobody wants this job. Even the women don't want it. Amen. 
And I want to say for some of you, maybe when they say, well, my mom was great, my mom gave up this for me, you, you feel, I can't relate to it. I've spoken to some people in the church who said, my mother never looked for me. My mother just dumped me with my father and went her way. And some of us may not have very easy relationships with our mothers. But I just want to submit that today may be a day for healing, a day for building bridges, a day for walking in forgiveness. And um, I was watching TV3 over the, the week. I don't know whether it was on a Friday. And they were discussing Mother's Day. And some prominent personalities were on the set. And they were saying, yeah, you're going to go to church. They are going to tell you, forgive them, let it go. But it's not like that. But it is like that. Amen. The Bible says, do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. That is God's method. And so, happy Mother's Day to every kind of mother God brought your way. Amen. Well, this morning I want to speak to you about how to handle a mother. How to handle a mother. Amen. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. Amen. Some other versions say, Forsake not the teachings of thy mother. Maybe fathers give instructions. But really the day-to-day -day nurturing and giving you a teaspoon each day of the instruction becomes a teaching for the mother. Amen. So one thing that we should not do in handling a mother is that do not forsake her teachings. Amen. I think that I have been blessed with a wonderful mother who taught me in word and in deed. I believe that spiritually I've been affected by my mother because she was a lay preacher in the Methodist church. And every time we sat in church, they would say, where her preaching posting is. They say for everybody. So Sunday, uh, May 17th, our sister Georgina Baden will be preaching at Funko. Uh, in June, she will be preaching at, and they sent her many times to very remote villages where the people were very poor. And she preached for nothing. She just preached. But she would always take me along. I would go to some of the village churches with her where we have arrived. But the people are now passing by, going to fetch water, sweeping and things. The bell has gone before they will come. And I remember some of her friends telling her, don't you think they are taking advantage of you? It seems because you have a car and you have the means. They are always flinging you to very remote places. And I would hear my mother say, oh, but it's still a privilege 
to be used by God. So even as a child, you see, so you teach your child as a mother, even by example. And you should not forsake the teachings of your mother. They may not always be teaching sessions like a convention. But through her life and the things she says, she will teach you. There are certain things my mother has said whilst driving the car and going along with her friend. That has been a blessing to me. One of them was, or is, she was talking to her friend about proposals or something. She said that even when a man proposes to you, how is it? Then now you are going to propose to a man. How will it turn out to be? So she wasn't speaking to me, but I learned a lesson that a woman doesn't propose to a man. Because even when he has proposed to you, how is it in the marriage? Then now you are going to propose to him. It will become another story. And then there was also a lady who lived behind us in our house. She was married to a prominent man and she would always come to the house for counseling. So my mother would be counseling her and then the woman would be saying different things. I wouldn't be in the meeting, but I would be asked to maybe bring a tea tray, make some, bring some water, whatever. So when I I would bring it. Then I'll hear my mother say that, you know, the way you talk about your husband, I think you should not even be married to him. And then you know how you intentionally slow down so that you can hear what they have to say. Because in our time, you, you couldn't be seen to be part of the conversation of adults. But now, our children just chip in. When you are saying something, they just say, you know, and even sometimes my driver... When I'm speaking on the phone, he unconsciously chips into my conversation without knowing. Maybe I'm on the phone and then I say, oh no, I think the meeting is Thursday. Then he'll turn around and say, mommy, it's actually Wednesday. <laughs> so I can see that he's not aware of it. But in our time, when we were growing up, even when grown-ups are speaking, sometimes you are dismayed and you are very interested in what, so you lose God and you've opened your mouth and you're like, hey. Who is talking to you? Who is talking to you? But you immediately have to. So, on such an occasion, I was intentionally, deliberately waiting for more. Why is she saying? She said, Oh, if you will speak about your husband in this way, then maybe you shouldn't be married to him. And the lady said, Why? But he does this. He's a foolish man. He's irresponsible. He's this. My mother said, No, you have a problem. But you don't have to insult the man in order to share the problem with me. So there again, I learned something new. Amen. And then also, my mother taught me to respect people irrespective of their social standing or their positions. Because she brought every type of person into the home. And when there was a maid servant, and we were all washing... Mind you, we've always had a washing machine in our house. But it was in my parents' room. And we were not allowed to use it. In 1969, my father bought a blender. Many people did not have that. But only my mother could use it. We were forced to use the stone. And even when you couldn't reach, they would put a stool so that you do this. And when I would ask my mother, but why? Say, Maybe one day you will marry a poor man. 
And you have to know how to adjust because you don't know where you are going to start life from. Amen. And then also, she brought, she allowed me to have different kinds of friends. So in growing up, and I also liked roaming, although I was not allowed, you know. So one day, I met a friend, and she was selling plastic cups. She had put it on her head. And I said, where are you going? She said, oh, I'm going, um, how do you say, is it hawking? She's going around so that people will buy. And I thought, when I look at this girl's life and my life, her life is very interesting. Because she gets to go everywhere and to speak to everybody. So I had been sent. I forgot about that. And I followed this friend. Before I realized it was 6 p.m. So I decided to go. And then, because she was selling cups and things, she gave me a small one. So I thought that when I go home, my mother will be very pleased that I have brought a plastic cup to her to use. When I got there, she was just like this. Uh-huh. You were sent to what? And you've been where? I said, oh, when I was going, I met Efua. And then she was selling and all that. So I decided to accompany her. And she even gave me a plastic cup so you can have it. Hey, the beatings were not easy. But having said that, she made us mingle with everybody. So when we were washing, you know, the buckets are arranged like this. So even though they are house girls, you are also washing. So the house girl may put it in the first time. She washes in water. Then she passes it to me. Then I will wash. Then my sister next. Then she will wash. So it's not like, oh, this is a house girl. So there are uh, duties relegated to the house girl. There was nothing like that. Everything a house help could do, you could also do. Amen. So when the Bible says that do not forsake the teachings of your mother, there are many things that a mother can impart to you. And following that, I had a lot of friends in the church of very humble means. And they were my close friends. One of them, she sold palm kennel. Another one, she sold different types of oil, palm oil, coconut oil, and so when I go, as usual, I also go and sit in their marketplace. They've sent me, but I have to chat for a while. So I say, Perpetua, so how is it? And they were always happy to see me. And I'm still looking to find them again one day. Amen. But it's because my mother taught me that you don't measure people by where they are coming from, the wealth they have. But we had a neighbor whose insults we could hear. And when she's talking to the household, she'll say, look. These children, eh, they live in their father's house. And you to where are you coming from? Then we'll come and stand in the window in shock and awe. So there's something like that called We never knew. And I think that all these teachings of a mother have helped me as a Christian to relate to everybody in the name of Christ. And not in the name of social standing. Who are you? Where are you coming from? So when the Bible says, do not forsake the law of your mother, I think that it is a good thing. And some of us, we are where we are today because we, we forsook. <laughs> we forsook the laws of our mother. Amen. When you come to Proverbs 6, verse 20 to 21, it also says, don't forsake the law of your mother. 
And it says that bind them continually upon your heart and tie them about your neck. Amen. Bind them continually upon thine heart and tie them about thy neck. And when I was reading, I was thinking, well, this is how we should handle a mother's teachings. We should handle it with respect and we should know that it can go a long way to affect our lives. You know, some of us say, at uh, the time of our mothers, when our fathers could cheat them and they would just be there. You know, Auntie Mammy, those times have passed though. Now it's a new era. But what our mothers had that this generation does not have is patience and self-control. Amen. And that is why the divorce statistics have reached somewhere. But if we would tie the teachings of our mothers, at least the godly type, on our hearts and bind them around our necks, I am sure that we will go far. One day I was preaching in one of our churches outside this country. And one of my sisters happened to be in the service. And after the service, she came to the pastor's office where I was. And she was weeping so much, uncontrollably. She's older. And then I asked her. In fact, when the pastor saw that he exited so that we could be alone because it was a bit embarrassing. So I asked her, why are you crying so much? She said that when you were preaching, suddenly you were transformed. And then I remembered when I was around 13 or 14, and all the things you were saying, I realized that our mother, we call our mother Plisti, I realized that that is what Plisti had been teaching me. So even though you were standing there, you were just transformed, and I saw Plisti, and I heard all the things she told me when I was 13 and 14, and if only I had walked by them. There are so many mistakes that I wouldn't have made. Bind them upon your hearts. Amen? And tie them around your neck. And then I asked them, like what? I had preached about better things. And I said that peace is better than strife, like the Bible had said. And she said, you know, one of the greatest things for me is that I can't forgive. But our mother has taught us forgiveness from a very tender age. And so if I had listened to it, I think that so many of the choices I've made today have put me on a wrong path. And now I'm ready to come back to what God says. Amen. So sometimes, you know, we shouldn't wait till we sing wasted years. Because you didn't listen to what a mother told you. Amen. So I think that when I look at my, my life, my mother taught me humility. She taught me forgiveness. And in fact, her sisters say that she's the firstborn before Jesus, the mother of Mary, was born. Do you understand? Because everything she says, oh, oh, forgive. Oh, just let it go. You know, God will fight for you. And, and they get upset. So one of the sisters said, oh, men are Mary. Either day in nature, but now you come before her. That's Mother Mary. Either you are the firstborn before Jesus' mother was born, or you come directly after her. Because I don't think you are human. But I think that 
all these nuggets have come a long way to make me who I am today. Amen. Proverbs 23, verse 22. Hearken unto thy father that begat thee, and despise not thy mother when she is old. Despise not thy mother when she is old. Why is the Bible saying, don't despise your mother when she's old? Because when she's old, by that time, you have also reached maturity. And you have also become aware of her mistakes. Probably you've become aware of her weaknesses. Probably you've become aware of what she could have done better. Probably you've become aware of maybe her infidelities. And because of that, you can despise her when she's old. Because now you have also become mature and you can see. So then you begin to say, hey, how come we have seven different fathers? How come? My mother, she was some way. Pa. You may learn a lesson from it, but the Bible says do not despise her in her old age. Amen. And sometimes, you know, once I was at Kanishi Market and an older woman was being ridiculed by younger women, maybe in their 20s. Maybe she was in like her 60s. And she said to them, you know, I pity you. Look at me at 60. I know what I will look like at 60. But you, you are now 20 something. I can't guarantee what you will look like. So I'm advising you, begin to pray for yourself. I was very surprised at the faces. Amen. So you may say, yes, that's it, mommy, but my mother was this and my mother was that. I'm not saying, don't look at the realities. But I'm saying that, don't let the realities and failings of a mother lead you to despise her. Sometimes it's even a mother in the church. Yesterday, during our question and answer time, somebody dropped a, a note and said that, I mean, my pastor's wife or my general overseer's wife or whatever, I don't know what her problem is. I am such a great help to the pastor in the church. And this wife, she does nothing. It's written there. And she won't do anything too. It's in the, in the notes. And then, when she finishes too, she will not flow with me. I mean, I'm even considering leaving the church. So what should I do? And I said, oh, you see your pastor's wife, who is often a spiritual mother to you. All that you see about her is that she sits in front. So you think, oh, this woman, she comes to the church, she sits in front, and she's supposed to look nice. And everybody says, oh, first lady, oh, first, that's all she does in the church. What is her use? But you don't know a lot behind the scenes. And I said, that shoulder of her husband that you cry on is because she has released that shoulder to you. So take it easy. And by the way, you have written in your notes that you are considering leaving the church. She, she doesn't have that option that you have. So when all come and go, she will still be there. And you, this small difficulty, you say you are leaving, multiplied by 1,600 branches. Can you stand to be blessed? Despise not your mother 
in her old age. Amen. So I say, oh, but why is she so forgetful? You are coming. You are coming. There are a lot of things. You see, when my mother used to call me, oh, please come and thread this needle for me. I'll say, ah, so this big hole you can't see. And she used to say, Ebenina Boto, don't worry. And now I call my children, hey, come and do this for me. Oh, mommy, it's very easy, especially electronic things. And when they come, they won't teach you. They just go, pa, 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 pa. oh, mommy, this is how to go about it. Then I remember my mother said, Ebenina Boto. So many times, the reason why you despise or may be tempted to despise your mother is because you have never worn the shoes she has worn. You have never walked the road she had walked. You know, I remember a, a, a brother in this church saying, but Lady Reverend, why should I be born to a prostitute? And he said one day when he was facing his mother, and you're a prostitute, and it wasn't, I'm not saying prostitution is good. But the mother started crying and said, I had no skills. I had no way of earning money to look after you. I'd given birth to you. There was no way. So that is why, I did what I did. Not that it is right. But it should be a lesson to you that God's mercy and grace has reached you. And this brother said that he was very young. So he could see a lot of the things going on. And one thing for sure, most of the men didn't treat his mother right. Most of them, when they finished, they would just toss the money. And it would be like five CDs. And the mother would crawl and go and get it. And then go and buy bread. And buy. He had not thought about all that. So when the mother said that, he started crying. And he decided to honor his mother. Despise not your mother in her old age. Amen. When we were in secondary school, some people will even, um, how do I say it, deny their mother and their father because they feel that they are not as impressive as other people's parents were. So then when you ask them, Oh, who is this? Oh, do I even know her? I don't know her. Or oh, she's the maid that was sent to bring me food. But you know that it is not true. And you know that um, she's your mother. I told the story about a boy in my house whose father was the gardener. And then my mother said, oh, this boy is brilliant. When he comes around, he... So my parents decided to let him come and live in the house and attend a better school nearby. So that his father would come to work every day. And the father was so proud of the boy. But now he was rubbing shoulders with posh families. So then he would come home because the school was very near. Whenever he came home, his friends would say, the, the gardener will open the door when he rings the bell. The gardener will open the gate. And the friends will say, oh, who is this? He says, oh, he's just the gardener. He does the garden and then the plants and things here. He's just the gardener. And he will not even as much as greet his father. So sometimes you are ashamed of who your mother is. Or where you are coming from. But rather you should rejoice at what God can do. He's, the Bible says he, he, he lifts us up from the dunghill and he sets us among princes. Amen. So I pray that you will not be that type of child. Amen. Finally, Proverbs chapter 20, verse 20. Whoso curseth his father or his mother, 
So don't despise the teachings of your mother. Don't despise her in her old age. And don't curse her. Amen. Whoso curseth his father or his mother, his lamp shall be put out in obscure darkness. Amen. Sometimes you are walking in life and you don't know why things are not working the way they should. But it is because you have cursed your mother and you have cursed your father and you are now walking in obscure darkness because you don't have any light to work to walk with. Amen. Finally, I'm just like Bishop Saki and other preachers. Proverbs 30 verse 17. The eye that mocketh at his father and despiseth to obey his mother, the ravens of the valley shall pick it out and the young eagles shall eat it. Amen. Let's quickly look at 2 Kings chapter 9. 2 Kings chapter 9. Let's read from about 30, but we'll miss some of the verses. 2 Kings chapter 9. I better go to the Bible myself. Eh? And when Jehu was come to Je Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it, and she painted her face and tied her head and looked out of the window. Next. And as Jehu entered at the gate, she said, had Zimri peace who slew his master? Next one. And he lifted up his face to the window and said, Who is on my side? And there looked out to him two or three eunuchs. And he said, Throw her down. So they threw her down, and some of her blood was sprinkled on the wall and on the horses, and he trod her underfoot. When he was coming, he did eat and drink and said, Go, see now this cursed woman, and bury her, for she is a king's daughter. 35. And they went to bury her, but they found no more of her than the skull and the feet and the palms of her hands. 36. Wherefore they came again and told him, and he said, This is the word of the Lord which he spake. In the portion of Jezreel shall dogs eat the flesh of Jezebel. 37. And the carcass of Jezebel shall be as dung upon the face of the field in the portion of Jezreel. And they shall not say, This is Jezebel. 38. And Jehu wrote letters and all that. Amen. Now, the Bible says that they couldn't find Jezebel's body, except her skull and then her legs, about only three parts of her body. And the Bible is saying, when you despise to obey your mother, the ravens of the air shall come and pluck your eyes, and that your carcass shall be eaten by eagles. And everything that the Bible says comes to pass. So I just want to entreat us to look for the mothers and the mother figures in our lives, even in the church. Don't despise them. Ravens will be sent to eat your carcass. Ravens will be sent to pick your eyes, pluck your eyes out. You don't need that. You will be led into obscurity when you don't recognize and honor a mother. I pray that from this morning, you will have a change of attitude, change of approach. Stop seeing your spiritual mother as your rival. Stop seeing your spiritual mother as your competitor. Stop seeing your spiritual mother as somebody you should be jealous of. Stop seeing your own mother as if you should just be pointing fingers to her about her mistakes. So that you deliver your life from obscurity and darkness. And your eyes from being plucked out 
by ravens. Rather, obey Ephesians 6 verse 2. Honor thy father and thy mother. There have been a lot of teachings about honoring fathers. But that verse said, honor your mother. I didn't say it. The Bible said it. Amen. It says that it may be well with you. So some of you, it's not well with you. It's not because of motia or because your car has been parked on some hill. But you don't know how to honor the mother. The spiritual mother, the biological mother, that woman who adopted you and took care of you, you have forgotten. The Bible says, honor them, that it may be well with you, that you may live long. So sometimes, maybe some of the diseases and mishaps that cut our lives short is because we have failed to honor the mothers and the fathers in our lives. May that not be your story. Please stand to your feet. How to handle a mother. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I just want you to speak to God. Some of you have forgotten some people in your lives. Some people who played crucial roles. I met a lady that I thought had played a crucial role in her life. And I was saying, oh, do you remember when there's not even the actor, but the people involved? She said, who is that? She didn't remember any of the names I mentioned. So sometimes we really genuinely forget. But I pray that God would jog your memory. Just pray and thank God for the mother figure in your life, for any spiritual mother that you've had, for enriching your life. Some of you will need to confess your sins. Some of you will need to ask for forgiveness and repent and change. And we all need to look into our lives again. Amen. Give us some music. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. Oh, ask him to, to clean up your heart. It's not that mothers are always right. My honoring is different from not seeing mistakes. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Yes, it's Mother's Day. But I can't leave without giving you opportunity to come to know the Lord. The Bible says that God is male and female because he made us in his image. Yes, it's Mother's Day. But it's a time to also reconcile unto your heavenly Father. You are here this morning. You are not sure whether you go to heaven or hell when you die. Pray for me. I need to give my life to Jesus. If you are like that here this morning, just put up your hand and I'll pray with you. Just put up your hand. Lady Reverend, pray for me. I need to give my life to Jesus. I need to make a new beginning and a new start this Mother's Day. Just lift up your hands wherever you are standing. I see your hand. God bless you. Lift up your hand wherever you are standing. It doesn't matter if it's a child. Don't tell him to put his hand down. I gave my life to Christ at nine. Just put up your hands wherever you are. I see your hands. God bless you. Please take another step. Just come forward and let me lead you to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Come. 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 
Jesus. Come, encourage them. There's joy in heaven. with all your heart. Heavenly Father, this morning I come to you just as I am. Lord, take my life and make me a new person. Thank you for dying on the cross to save me. Thank you for rising from the dead so that I may have eternal life. Come into my life and be the personal Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. It was great having you today. To find out more about the resources available by Adelaide Heward Mills, please visit the Vision Bookshop at the Kodesh, North Kaneshi, or meet her on Facebook at Reverend Mrs. Adelaide Heward Mills. For prayer and counseling, please call 0243-187-900. You can also drop us an email at honeyonmylips at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, God richly bless you.